Hey, I'm Scotty from Recharge. And on this episode, my co-host Chase and I were talking about everything Black Friday, Cyber Monday. From the impacts of inflation, the importance of data gathering, navigating supply chain issues, as well as the right and wrong strategies to discounting. Chase, I'm sure we're going to talk about a lot more. Let's just dive into it. How are you doing today? I'm doing excellent. Pumped to talk about BFCM. Biggest time of the year for e-commerce merchants. Let's go. We're mid-October, so we're right on the cusp of, I mean, hopefully when you're hearing this, these are just some good ideas to add to your strategy because all the merchants we've talked to, they've been planning since the summer, maybe even since last year. <laughs> Never too early to start planning. It's always fun to see the time shift to January and everyone immediately jokingly says, time to start planning for Black Friday, Cyber Monday, <laughs> but might not be a joke. <laughs> yeah, I mean, learn from what happened previously and then just keep moving forwards. Um, where do you want to dive into first? I think something really cool that I saw yesterday, shouts to our friends at Clavio. They just released a whole long form content piece on inflation. Yeah. And I just picked some stats here I'd love to throw your way because uh, everyone's thinking about it. And this really solidified when I was reading it that it's on the mind of consumers everywhere. Here are some Send stats. 99% of survey respondents to, uh, by the way, the study was called How U.S. Consumers Plan to Shop This Holiday Season, Inflation, Budgets, and Demographic Differences. We'll link it in the show notes. But here are some stats. 99% of survey respondents are aware of, of inflation affecting the cost of goods and services. 98% believe inflation will persist for another six months. Uh, the big one here, by BFCM 2022, inflation will affect purchasing decisions for more than 90% of consumers. So how do we navigate inflation? How do we um, make sure we're providing value to customers, but at the same time, you know, not hurting the, the bottom line of the business? This is on the minds of many merchants. Yeah, that's, uh, that's the million dollar question. If we had a, a perfect answer to that, then everyone would be thriving, wouldn't we? <laughs> I know, I know. I don't, I don't know if there's, if there's a singular answer. I, I think that um, the other thing that Clavio does that's really, really cool in this study is they break it down by generation. So there's yes. the boomers, the Gen X, the millennials. I think that's really cool. Um, they talk about single people versus married versus just in a relationship. So I, I think there's a lot of different factors that play into this. There isn't really one, one unique answer. Um, but I think that everybody from a consumer standpoint, everybody loves this holiday season, Christmas, Hanukkah, you know, whatever you celebrate, everybody loves this season. So it seems this year, at least there's not going to be a massive impact on spending decisions. Uh, the higher end, you know, the, the older people, the boomers, that generation, uh, all the data in there supports that they're not really changing a lot. I believe the number was 7%. So I want to make sure that I get that right. 7% uh, are changing their, their purchasing decisions. So it's not that big of a number as you kind of trickle down. I think it gets up to like 14, 15% for millennials. Um, so there's, there's some concern there. I think we're moving that direction. Um, this season, I think we will see mostly untouched. Next year is going to be really interesting yeah, depending on what happens. If we're talking six, eight, 10, 12, 24 months of recession, we'll see. Yeah, I got the stats here. And this is what I thought was interesting. So again, that quote was inflation will affect purchasing decisions for more than 90% of consumers. But in terms of respondents who said, is that amount that you're going to spend changing this year compared to last year? And along what you said, uh, I, boomers, I plan on spending the same 62%. Gen X, I plan on spending the same 53%. Millennials, I plan on spending the same 50%. Gen Z, I plan on spending the same 59%. And that was the majority for each of them. So yeah. affecting purchasing decisions, I think is prioritizing, making sure they're getting the most value for what they're spending. And Chase, we talk to this all the time with agency partners, with merchants. The most important thing is making sure you're clearly communicating to your customers the value of your products and why they would be important to purchase. 
Spot on. And communication is is something that I know you and I have both been harping on for so long that we're past the era of like, hey, I sell this cool product, you should buy it. And people just buy it naturally. Especially when you talk subscriptions, there's so much of a, of kind of a loop in there where you purchase, you know, you have to wait a little bit of time, you wait for your next package. There's so many touch points in there that you can kind of prioritize and figure out, is it education-based? Is it, you know, mm-hmm. here's a unique way to use this product? Is it a cross-sell upsell opportunity? Is it, you know, here's what Scotty in Canada is using this, this product for, as opposed to Chase in California. You know, there's a whole bunch of different ways that you can communicate that. Um, so I think inflation is just kind of one other layer that you got to pull into that and see, see what your customers are, are buying. I was talking to Max Hennen. Uh, he's the COO of Brickhouse Nutrition. We'll play a little clip from him later about their BFCM strategy. But I was chatting with him about inflation, about supply chain issues. And he was saying that um, exact same thing. I believe they had to uh, let their customers know they were going through either a price increase or that there was going to be delays to their products. And the most important thing he stressed, despite how terrifying that was to tell customers and who knows how they'll react, but they just stressed uh they're a small business. They stressed why they're making the change. They did it well in advance and they communicated the value. And just like you were saying, those multiple touch points where keep, if you're a subscription merchant, keep sharing info of why your product is valuable, what it adds to their lives so that a customer won't consider you as a a thing that they can cut out of their life, a thing that they can churn. And the other thing I liked, I was chatting to another merchant and really lean, if you are a small business, lean on that small business, lean on being transparent yeah. about you guys working in the warehouse, you guys doing these things um, on the front lines, because it's much harder to churn from a face that you recognize through social media, through your marketing copy than it is just from a faceless brand. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. You know, uh, again, the the whole subscription movement in the D2C world is really exciting because there's there's an opportunity to get your products directly from these manufacturers. And a lot of people are doing this for better reasons than just money. You know, people produce pet treats because they have pets and they're really conscious about what they feed them and, and how their pets play and all that kind of stuff. So have that communication, that line of communication, be able to say, you know, here's why we do this. And even though you may get your package a week later, want to make sure that, you know, we're still on the same page. The value is still here. Um, so totally agree. I, uh, Max is a great guy. Let's go a little more BFCM strategy. I want to play this clip here from Max. Uh, we chatted a couple of weeks ago and he was awesome. He's super transparent about this is their BFCM strategy. This is what they do. So take a listen to this. What we did last year, and I believe what we're going to do this year too, is run the Monday before Cyber Monday all the way through Cyber Monday. So a, a week long sale and we make it super easy, um, just 30% off. We've tried the tiers uh, based on how much you spend and everything. And it, you know, it just leads to questions most of the time. So <laughs> 30% off is the best sale we do. We don't do that at any other time of the year. Um, well, you know, I think the highest we'll go up to is 20, 25% for our, our sales during the year. So 30% always the best. And we're doing it for the full week. Makes everything easy, makes customers, you know, come in, buy. Um, and, and it worked great last year. So we have pretty high expectations for this year. I loved that. Max was just so great breaking it all down. And I think that's so smart and so wise to, you know, what we talk about later in this is you don't want to pull a fast one on your customers who let's say they purchased on Friday for 25% off. And then Monday, all of a sudden you throw out a 30% off sale. Then they just feel uh, not appreciated. Like you were just playing a trick on them and you're definitely going to get an influx of support tickets there. The, the bottom line for me is like people are busy and we don't have time 
to sit around and hope that we're getting the best offer or that, you know, maybe a week later or a day later or at midnight at some time, you're going to drop this kind of special order. If you have your strategy, if you have your plan, be transparent. Again, this is a line of communication. Let us know what's happening. Don't try to pull the wool over our eyes and just kind of be clear about it. I just had this experience actually where I, I ended up reaping the benefits of this, but um, landed on a site that was doing a 20% uh, a discount and all of the communication was saying, you know, this is the best it'll get 20%. We've never done this. I talked myself out of it because it was an expensive <laughs> purchase. And two days later, I happened to stumble back on it thinking, okay, you know, I now I've talked myself into it. I'm going to do it. And the discount got to 25%. Oof. So for me, I had been, you know, kind of lucky on that front, but could you imagine if you actually bought it at 20% and then two days later stumbled back on that and thought, what the heck, why, why am I not getting this discount that everyone else is getting now? So it's, it's a little, a little tricky. I don't, I don't love that. Chase, this happened to me literally two days ago. I bought a product <laughs> on the weekend. I was it was on a little bit of a discount. I've been thinking about it for a bit. I was like, okay, I'll go for it. I'll grab it. The two days later, after it says it has shipped, they that product is now buy one, get one free. So I bought it That's again. Insane. I bought it again. And now I'm going to return the old product. I feel bad from a sustainability standpoint. I wish I could have it already canceled, but it's already shipped. But yeah, because that wasn't clear because it was just boom, a flash sale. And I get it. You know, sometimes you're just trying to move inventory, but it was disappointing from a consumer experience. Right. And you there's so much talk about sustainability and all that. Uh, I know that returns absolutely cripple DTC businesses. That's not a, a spot yes. that's really optimized. So that's, I mean, that's what you put at risk when you try to run these, you know, 10%, now it's 20%, now it's 5%, now it's 30%. If you're just clear, if you have your strategy, you stick to it. I think that's the best way to go. Talking about discounts and bringing people in, uh, I chatted with Liz Eshi. She's the marketing director of Gnarly Nutrition. Uh, let's take a listen to this clip because she talks about their strategy for BFCM. But I want to say something on the other side about when you bring people into your subscription program. But here's Liz from Gnarly Nutrition on their thoughts moving into BFCM. You know, it's it's tough because I feel like Black Friday is one of those where everyone gets really excited about it. And we do we do as well, but we also want to be somewhat cautious um, because it is an opportunity for new users to try our product. So we'll definitely be running a discount, encouraging people to sign up for a subscription. We are thinking about a free gift promo for first time users to subscription, but you also want to make sure that you aren't sapping customers that would have purchased a week later, um, at their, at their regular price. So usually after big sales, and this is probably similar with other brands, we see, you know, big increase of purchases because we've been pushing out the discount code and then a little bit of a slump the week after lower than our normal weeks, because we did shake loose um, folks that were going to purchase anyway. So yeah. it's a delicate balance. eh? it's just fine balance, figuring it out, trying to price out discounts that work for you, but also entice the customer. It is. It actually is. And one thing that we've, we've tried to keep in mind is to make sure that our current customers don't feel like they could have had something better Great if point. they don't, if they weren't subscribed, if they didn't purchase the week before. So we want to make sure that whatever we're doing isn't too far beyond the normal promos we have for our, our current customers. Um, and if we offer a free gift for subscribers to join the subscription program, then we should also look at rewarding our current subscribers, maybe with a, a promo off their next order or some, some swag as well. 
This was interesting, I, I thought, because away from BFCM, I was chatting with another merchant, shouts to Lisa at Bump and Blends, and she was talking about when uh, her product has gone viral due to some uh, influencer marketing, actually just um, influencers in the social media world finding her products and sharing it, no money exchanged, but she sees this huge spike in sales. But the great part is because it's a subscription product, sure, some customers are churning, but the majority of them are now in the subscription program. So that's recurring revenue for her. All she has to worry about, again, communicating the value, making sure the customers are happy, but that's not just a one-off sale. And I think that's the benefit of subscriptions here. Yeah, spot on. This is also one of my other favorite uh, kind of tips and tricks for subscription merchants, um, especially during the holidays, is uh, moving older inventory. So if you're doing test runs or trial runs, um, add some of those things into the, the packages, into your shipments. So even if they're on a subscription, something they get every month or every two weeks, whatever it is, toss a different one of your products in there and say, hey, this is a test order, or this is not a test order, but you know, this is an additional yep. surprise and delight. Happy to have you try this thing out. Let me know if you like it. We're open to feedback. Um, on the one side, it can move some old inventory so you can get that out of your warehouse. On the other side, it does open up the opportunity for them to say, oh, actually, I really do love this product as well. Now I'm going to have two subscriptions to there. I'm going to buy more of this stuff. So yeah, it's it's really interesting how they do that. I know we both chatted with Liz because uh, she just redid, uh, Gnarly just redid their customer portal and they've seen yep. great results from that. And just like you said, they, they've really seen digging into the data, customers trying out one-time products and that very thing happening. Ooh, I do really enjoy that flavor. You know what? I'm going to switch over to that or I'm going to add it um, to my ongoing subscription. Boost in LTV, boost in AOV, uh, everyone wins. And the other thing they do that I think is super cool is they have this progressive discounting strategy. So the longer you're subscribed, the cheaper it actually gets. So they do, I think, a 5% on the first one, 5 or 10% on the first order. And as you go further in, your third, fourth order end up being 15%. As you get to five, six orders, now it ends up being 20%. So that's a really cool pricing strategy as well. But again, as long as you're clear about it, that communication level kind of is the, the common thread between all of this is got to make sure that everyone knows what they're getting themselves into. Subscriptions is still kind of a new-ish thing. People are still kind of understanding and learning, you know, what does this require if I subscribe to this? How long is this going to be? So that communication level is, is paramount. The other thing uh, Liz and I were chatting about right along this line is, so it's BFCM. You're offering a, a great discount. You're offering maybe a, a limited edition product or something like that. Just before this call in transparency, Chase and I were talking about experiencing this on the other end. When you're a loyal subscriber and you see a brand you've been subscribed to for years, months, uh, offer this to new customers, you don't want to feel like uh, they're undervaluing you. And as the brand, especially, you don't want your most loyal customers to feel like they're not being appreciated. So you got to make sure that you can find ways to uh, really show your love for them. This is a really interesting one because I don't know if there's a universal strategy to just say like, oh, if you're spending 20 bucks a month, month over month over month for a year, and now we're running this promotion for Black Friday, Cyber Monday that makes it $15, I don't know that you can just discount everybody to $15 because that has a huge impact to your revenue, obviously, but find ways to surprise and delight, find ways to make sure that your most loyal customers are rewarded. That's the key. That's what we really are trying to get to. That one-time purchase obviously gets you in the door. The subscription is a huge point, but once you hit to six, eight, 10, 12 months of subscription, those are invaluable customers more than just the dollar value. So continue to find ways to reward them. Uh, that's the, the highest and best tier that all the subscription brands are, are looking for. Yeah, it's that eighty twenty rule. If they're bringing in eighty percent of the business, you got to make sure that they're uh, they're feeling the love. Chase, you're talking to yeah. you're talking to so many agency partners on the back end uh, 
who are digging into the data, I'd love to hear from, from your side. What are some of the things you're hearing up the most around this time of year of what agencies are recommending that merchants focus on? Yeah, you absolutely nailed it. Data is the, is the far and away is the biggest one there. Um, there's so much natural acquisition. There's so much influx of orders um, of people landing on your webpage. Obviously, cookies and tracking is, is such a hot topic right now. But make sure all of that data can be put to use at a later date. Um, which obviously sounds easier than it actually is. But if you're running some sort of onboarding quiz, or if you're running some sort of you know tracking on the site, even purchases, ask people why they're purchasing these things. Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and the holiday season in general is great for acquisition. But too often we see that kind of start to trail off January, February, March. And by the time March and April hit, all those subscribers generally are out the door. So find ways to understand what they're actually looking for in the first place. Is it just a cheaper product? If it's a cheaper product, then you have to kind of look for some solutions on, you know, is our product too expensive in the first place? If it's, you know, this is a great time to buy the product or it's a seasonal product, then maybe look for cross-sells or upsells once you start to hit March or April, thinking, okay, you know, if we're selling something warm for the holidays, maybe we want to start selling something cool in March or April as we come into summer. But understanding that data is so important because it's just such a massive number of people coming in and you don't really know what they're looking for all the time. So try to figure out ways, whether it's email, whether it's SMS, whether it's support, uh, what's the next step and try to kind of figure out that next step. So by the time you hit January, February, you're not out in the cold from uh, from the holidays. No pun intended. And if you're, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, if you're, if you're not a brand new merchant, we talked about this too. Just like you're saying, look at last year's data. Look at those customer cohorts who came in in BFCM. Where did they drop off? Is there opportunities from seeing that data where you can send out, just like you said, notifications, some sort of marketing material, some way to entice them to stay a little longer? You're not going to grab all of them, but if you can keep more of them in your cohort than you did last year, then you're doing great. Absolutely. And that's the point of data in the first place. It just kind of helps move you towards the right direction, help moves you toward the, the right decision. So look at your last year's data. Um, look at other holidays throughout the year, whether it's Labor Day, whether it's Memorial Day, 4th of July. If you had kind of spikes in sales, see what happened three, four, five days after that and see if you can kind of retain some of those customers a bit more than you usually do. Um, learn from all that data. Try to figure out ways to keep them close to your brand. Surprise and delight, incentives, whatever it is. A um, lot of opportunity here that some people just kind of overlook because they think, oh, it's holidays. We're getting a massive influx of subscribers in the first place. The other thing I was thinking about, I, I'll speak on behalf of all agencies here as we're talking about data, as we're talking about ways to optimize the site. Uh, do not, though, be doing any massive changes now no, in November. No, no. <laughs> do not do not touch the site. Uh, have a code freeze. Uh, every uh, one of these agencies we've talked to uh, definitely recommends that. You do not want to be messing around with your site at the busiest time of the year. Yep, spot on. I don't think a lot more needs to be said about that. <laughs> if you uh, if you haven't put in a code freeze or if you haven't kind of built out what you're looking for for BFCM, we've heard horror stories of sites crashing on Black Friday. Uh, we've heard all of these kinds of things. So make sure your data is really prepped. Make sure your site is prepped. Uh, and then don't touch it. Just let it run. Just let it run. Let it run. Other things I've heard is just letting your, uh, if you're if you're a merchant, if you got a bigger team, if you got, hey, if you got a smaller team, just let them know, uh, this is like the Super Bowl. This is like the busiest time of the year. This is like the Stanley Cup for you Canadians out there, like myself, uh, that this is game time. You're going to be working long hours. It's unfortunate it's around the holiday season, but if you kind of rally people around this being a really exciting and pivotal moment for the business and everyone can um, be going above and beyond, then you're most likely going to have a successful BFCM. Absolutely. And a successful BFCM rolls into everything else successfully. Start 2023 with a bang. Make sure you have your data online, learn from your mistakes, learn from your wins, and kind of repeat the process every year.
Chase, I know you've been having webinars with uh, other agencies, with other brands. Anything else you've picked up you'd love to share? Anything else that you've been thinking about lately? Loyalty is a big one that everyone's talking about right now. Um, and not necessarily in the traditional sense of, hey, I bought this thing for $10, here's 10 points. Um, those types of programs, while they still work and they're still very effective, a lot of people, a lot of brands use those. And so it kind of becomes monotonous. So again, there isn't a real solution across the board for everyone because verticals and dollar values and all that stuff is different, uh, but find ways to reward customers, whether they're a one-time subscriber, whether they've been around for a year, whether they purchased a product for a thousand dollars, whether they purchased a product for $5, find ways to reward them accordingly based on what they're doing. Um, that value is the point of subscriptions in the first place. We want to keep you around. We want to keep you close to the brand why wouldn't you be rewarding those customers in some way? So find ways to reward loyalty, I think is the big one that everyone's talking about coming into this season. Okay, themes to this episode, Chase. Reward customers, have clear communication, make sure you're sharing the value. Did I miss anything or is that pretty much it? Data and then don't touch your store. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. Well, on behalf of uh, Chase and I and, and Recharge, we wish everyone out there who's running uh, a business, an e-commerce business, a successful and a busy BFCM. And we'll see you guys on the other end of that as we move into 2023. Good luck, happy holidays.